What's up everybody, welcome back to another daily episode of The Color Pink. This is Mika, your host. And on this day, for this episode, I'm grateful that you can't see me. There's no camera rolling right now, it's just a mic. Because I probably look like hell. Actually, probably I don't because you can't see my eyes because I'm always wearing shades. So I probably just look a little bit weird. But if you could see my eyes, you could see them twitching like crazy because... This episode is delivered by a tired version of me. I went riding, horse riding today, and in Malaysia, that means being in the sun. And for some reason, the sun really takes it out of me. I'm really not meant to be in the sun. Maybe it's my body type, maybe it's my nutrition, whatever shit. The point is, I just do not do well with too much sun exposure, so I'm woozy as shit today. We're gonna do, for that reason, we're gonna do an episode which is a little bit uh off there's no i don't have to say that even because there's the episodes are so fucking diverse that there is no there is no on like it's all they're all off so whatever i don't give a shit this is going to be a little bit of a special episode um talking about poetry not really talking about like poetry but inspired by poetry and it's going to be we're, we're going to be talking about um memories a poem about it's inspired by a poem about memories so let's get right into it so i'll be honest a big motivator for this episode is the fact that i really do care about it's the fact that i really do care about my poetry but the rest of the world doesn't really give a fuck and so i feel a little bit like it's kind of like a child you know when you write and or you when you create anything it's kind of like a child of yours and you feel weirdly attached to it and you get a little bit annoyed when people don't really recognize it like you want your child to be the best and this is how i feel about my poetry i know every poet thinks he's fucking the shit the bomb.com and i definitely don't think that but I definitely am quite impressed with what I can pull off with poetry. The, okay, I'll be honest. A little bit of context with this uh, poem that I'm about to read to you in bits and pieces because it's relevant to the episode. I turned to poetry because I was. I had things to say that I couldn't be say that couldn't be said, and I was also lazy. What do I mean? I had things to say that couldn't be said. Um, mostly things like when you know things that people don't want you to know, it causes a lot of conflict. And so, I thought poetry was a good way because you can just disguise it in like weird language, and then people just don't bother to look deeper and think about it. And so they can read through it, and they like don't even don't even realize what they're reading. They don't even know it. But the people who get it get it. So that's one thing. The other thing is, um, I like finding the most efficient way to communicate my ideas because i write so much it's my job and it gets really old sometimes it gets like i i get spent and so i want to communicate a lot with very little i want to say a lot with very little that's why i write poetry and so you can kind of see that coming out in the verses that i'm about to read to you so here's what we're gonna do this poem is called polaroids of us it's actually on medium i will link it in the description if you want to read the full thing and take your time. Uh, but Polaroids of Us. I'm going to read you a verse and then explain it. Sort of. 
just to kind of expose you to the medium and talk about um, the concept behind this poem. So the first verse goes, if I can read with my shades in the dark here. The first verse goes, time steals our best. The whole basis of this poem is my anguish at fading memories at the beautiful moments that I live and earn the same ones that are lost when time goes on so that's what I mean time steals our best the next verse goes so lay still to capture the now I have a little bit of I have a very specific stance when it comes to um, like life I am the watcher I am the person who sits on the side and just takes everything in and it's a nice calling for me because even though I'm not directly involved I am still living because I feel like I'm living anyway because I take things in and then I'm I think about it and I find insights and then I give it to you guys. That's that's my content. It's insights about human nature, about life, about happiness and mindset and all this shit. So lay still and capture the now basically means don't disturb it. Just let it pass even though it's a little bit um, painful and just capture what is happening now so focus on the present so this verse actually has a double meaning so lay still to capture the now on one hand it means uh, it establishes me as the the listener like my job is to listen like it's not even I guess I'll lay here and just capture things it's literally so lay here and cap to capture the now like it's just an it's an imperative. Is that is that the word for it? Like an instruction, a direct, just straight to the point, like that's your job and that establishes me. That's how I feel about this. And then the other meaning is even though it's painful, time steals our best, you just uh, let it go and let it slide. And it also ties into my so-called calling as a listener. And really in these first, even in these first two verses, you can start to see... Uh, what I'm trying to say with respect to in regards to time and that is that even though it robs us of lots of our happy memories and there's nothing really you can do about it there's really nothing you can do about it apart from laying still and just capturing what you have now so you can kind of imagine if you're not new to the show you can kind of imagine like the setup of an episode, if I were just doing a regular episode on this, you can kind of see the similarities there. So I think that's pretty cool. The next verse goes, But our photos are not mine, I am just a messenger. So I kind of detach even further from life, even my own memories in this verse, and really establish myself as an objective listener. I'm not sure if it's a condition I have, it might be a psychological condition where detachment, it's not very healthy, I don't think. And I'm, I don't really understand psychology enough to really understand what it's about. But it's definitely there. And it aids my work in, you know, harvesting insights from my life, even like the stuff that is most relevant and close to me. 
but I'm not sure if it exerts a lot of stress on myself, which is probably not good in the long term. But um, yeah, that was basically that verse. Basically, is just a further detachment, um, launching into, which is preparing to launch into um, the insights, and that's just like a transition that's necessary for this poetic medium. And the next verse goes, I wet these keys for another. So following the, um, following, continuing the sentiment of detaching, this verse directly says, I wet these keys for another. Wet these keys, meaning like, I wet with tears these keys as in keyboard keys. So I wet the keyboard keys with tears as I'm writing for another, as in, like so what these keys represents like writing this stuff and writing represents like you know doing the hard work of actually living this stuff and i'm it's like basically i'm saying i live for another as in it's like a further detachment and i'm just doing it but it's i'm doing it and it matters to me but it doesn't it's not really for me because i feel like i'm not actually a person in this life I'm just a watcher and my life my presence in my life is just for me it's just an opening for me to harvest insights to create this thing so it's like very strong these four verses very strong um, expression of the calling which is which which is supposed to lay context as to why fading memories and this this topic means so much to me so really like reflecting on these four verses mm, you can start to see why i'm so concerned about this is because i really take a distance is that the word for it? i take a distance view towards uh life and memories i'd like to look things look at things in the long frame and so I find it very difficult to absorb, to get absorbed in the present pleasures and get distracted from the long term, which is why some people, some people say I have no chill or whatever you want to call it. I just look at things a bit differently. And this is, these four verses are supposed to establish that. The next verse goes, pixels build your old face. And okay, so these are concrete more concrete, describing more concrete things. So pixels build your old face is just basically saying, like, I see your face on a on a screen, like a video call, you know, with pixels. Next verse goes, it looks smaller from so far. And it's that's kind of hinting at the effect, the impact of the separation on your perception of someone. It just... Um, because these are memories of people, right? Involving people. And so I'm n narrowing down on memories with one specific person. This is actually about memories with my best friend who recently um, had to travel and is going to be in a different country for a few years. So this one is specifically about memories with her. Next verse goes, You built bridges beside me. Who knew they led away? And this is going uh, a bit even even deeper into like our relationship talking about how she's always been like you built bridges beside me we worked hard we made things happen together we have this 
we work pretty well together and we are both hard workers and we have um we're both pretty ambitious so you know we, you you built bridges beside me who knew they led away and i had no idea that that very similarity the very thing that brought us together would also bring us apart the next verse goes some burn fast to burn bright but fireworks are lived are outlived by their photographs i grow weary watching this is about um it, it's is narrowing in on the attitude that i observe when it comes to um hard work in this specific person and it might be a little bit off topic because it's not specifically about memories per se it's just about and it's an example uh, sort of of how of how um this concept can play out in real world events so some burn fast to burn bright some people go really intense for short bursts of time but fireworks are outlived by their photographs fireworks burn really fast and burn really bright and they go really high but they last for a split second they don't they don't reincarnate from the ashes that's what i mean by fireworks are outlived by their photographs your memories outlive you photographs are a symbol for memories that's what that's why this is called polaroids of us memories of us photographs are a symbol of memories and when you're outlived by your memories just like fireworks which are a symbol of this specific person who likes to burn fast and burn bright that I'm talking about when you're outlived by your photographs then it's a bit uh sad i'm not sure if i conveyed that well enough but it's 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 quite uh interesting because it's like a photograph of you a memory of you should be a snapshot and it should just be just a little bit of who you actually are but when that outlives you when the photograph actually last longer than you do that's just like an inversion which is quite um shocking to me i grow weary watching it literally means i'm just tired of seeing this because it's sad next verse goes remember our endless nights the pictures make poor vessels for memory this is uh endless nights is literally a reference to the very late nights me and my best friend had back when she was still here uh we would just we we can we we mesh together so well we get along so well that when we get talking we just talk and it just transcends tiredness it transcends time transcends sleep and it's something beautiful that i've i find very special so endless nights is a literal description but it's also a symbol for um it sounds kind of romantic and it's uh a symbol of connection of proximity of intimacy so to speak the pictures make poor vessels for memory it literally means uh the pictures which like i said symbolize uh memories they don't really do well containing those memories containing those like amazing big special ev- events moments the next verse goes much like those we leave they fade with time so uh getting 
the style of this is like jumping back and forth between literal and metaphorical descriptions right here which is supposed to um, pick up the pace it's supposed to make you as a reader jump back and forth and it gets you um, it's, it's like a rising action it's like the climax and so it gets you more excited which kind of makes conveys the the higher energy of these of this part so much like those we leave is literally um, a literal description of the people we leave behind much like those we leave they as in pictures fade with time so people you leave fade with time literally just means you just grow apart and that's what distance does but they in this case also means uh, pictures and pictures fade with time means memories fade with time so much like those we leave they fade with time and it's just uh, uh, like wrapping up the analogy with just a tone of sadness um, and next verse goes so grow flowers from the dirt for we feel nothing but people get hurt that's probably th that's the ending of the poem and it's probably my favorite two verses so grow flowers from the dirt um, is a metaphor for making the best out of what is now nothing um, for we feel nothing but people get hurt this was the verse that I spent the most time on in the entire poem and what it means is that it's supposed it's deliberately meant to mislead I know my best friend will be reading this so when I say for we feel nothing she'll think me and her and we already have that connection uh, in terms of like our personality we muscle through things for we feel nothing that would make sense to her like as in me and her feel nothing but people get hurt so it sounds like I'm saying hey I've been building up this sad picture all this while but the two of us we're strong we feel nothing uh, and on the other hand people get hurt so like even though this sounds really sad it is the the ending sounds like a triumph over this sadness more than anything but what it actually means and this is why i said it's deliberately meant to mislead and this goes back to my intention of writing poetry is because i want to say things that cannot be said so i part of it is meant to be misleading what this verse actually means for we feel nothing but people get hurt we is actually people like me listeners it's all about me in a way it's all about the person experiencing it all this while i'm telling you okay the first at the, at the start i was telling you okay this is what it looks like to me and i am a listener and then i tell you some insights like in the middle of what i see when i'm listening and at the end what i'm trying to say is um there's a conflict between the two parts of me, the part of me that is living my life and the part of me that's kind of distanced from it, listening to it all and drawing insights from it. For we feel nothing, we means me, people like me, people who listen. For we feel nothing, meaning um, the part of me that's listening 
I can look at all this and it's just neutral, it's blank, because I'm just a listener. I'm meant to create insights. I'm meant to harvest knowledge from my life, whether it's painful or not or whatever. I'm just meant to learn from it. But people get hurt. And uh, people get hurt obviously means me as in the person living all these memories and making all these connections and being in all these photographs people i'm a person get hurt as in it hurts it hurts me and it's really sad to see uh to know and to see that memories fade so that's probably my favorite ending to a poem ever or one of my favorite endings because it's just it depending if like if you don't really think about it and i'm very sure that very very few people got this but if you really don't think about it it sounds like it's an uplifting poem and it's something completely different in such a fundamentally different way that is so unique to me it is so um it's so authentic and it's so true and yet it's looks so easily like something else it looks like a triumph over all this but really it's just a final um cry of anguish that shit like i can sit around and watch all these things and learn from it but it hurts because i'm a person too and i bet you that there's like less than five people who actually got that or even thought of that that might be a thing so um that's what like hopefully this like in it's it's heavily obviously this episode is heavily revolving around the the poem but hopefully you get to see in this slightly different delivery format hopefully you get some insights about time and memories and making the most of what you have and living in the moment and i don't know if i'll do this more often it might be too confusing to a lot of you and most of you probably aren't into poetry but you know i'll give it a shot why the hell not i'm tired anyway so i need to do something that's pretty easy for this episode i will link it in the description for those who are interested to read the whole thing um this is probably one of my favorite poems i've ever written so uh that's pretty cool i think it's pretty cool anyway thank you for tuning in to a slightly different slightly woozy wacky episode of the color pink I will talk to you in the next one. Peace out.